Hello, podcast friends. It's time for the church to stand up and be who we have been called to be. Welcome to We Are the Church with Sherry Jones. We're going to discuss today's issues from a Christ perspective and how we should respond as the church. Not the church where we sing and praise, but the church within each and every one of us. So grab your tea, your water, your soda, whatever your favorite drink is. Sit back, relax, and join the conversation. I guarantee you will be blessed. Today's topic is the church and the widow. The Bible tells us that the church is responsible for caring for widows. I had the pleasure of speaking with today's guest, Ms. Cherise Branch, regarding her experience as a widow in the church. Ms. Cherise Janelle Branch was born in Brooklyn, New York in 1974. She is a graduate of Benedict College, where she obtained a degree in marketing and business. While going to college full-time, she paid her way through Kenneth Schuler Cosmetology School and is also a licensed professional hairstylist. She is an active member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and Bethlehem Baptist Church. Ms. Branch married the love of her life and soulmate, Mr. Chamberlain Branch, in 2001, and they have three beautiful children. On December 14, 2012, Ms. Branch's life dramatically changed when her husband was killed in a tragic car accident. Through that tragedy, she started a nonprofit organization in 2013 called Storm Survivors LLC. The primary purpose of Storm Survivors is to inspire, encourage, and motivate women to move through life's disappointments through education, writings, speeches, workshops, and spiritual growth. Storm Survivors is not just for widows, but for all women. Mrs. Branch's motto is, I was created, therefore I am purpose-filled and destiny-driven. Get ready for an inspiring conversation with today's guest. We're about to get started. Welcome to the We Are The Church podcast. I'm your host, author, and inspirational speaker, Sherry Jones. And today I am excited to talk to today's um, guest, Sharice Branch, and we are going to talk about the church and the widow. Now, I met Sharice with Toastmasters. She is a beautiful person inside and out. She's a pageant winner. She slays <laughs> with the fashion designs. She's an author. She's a speaker. I mean, she does it all. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm just honored that she took a little piece of her time to talk with me today. So thank you so much for being uh, with We Are The Church, Sharice. No problem. Glad to be here. Definitely glad to share and definitely help some people. Thank you. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So we'll go ahead and um, hop into our conversation. Um, we're here to talk about the church and the widow. Uh, we know that you've written a book, um, Finding Peace in a Journey, One Widow's Story of Re Resilience. Yes. Um, so if you could just share a little bit about your love story um, and then the loss you know, of your beloved husband. Yes, we met uh, shortly after I graduated from college. I had my youngest daughter. She was about two months old and I met him 
at a point where I know that I needed some a support system. And he just came in here like a knight on a horse. <laughs> He's a perfect <laughs> gentleman, um, amazing man of God. He was ready. He was searching for his wife. And he said, you know, when I met you, I knew that you were it. And he kind of knew before mm-hmm. I did. I just thought he was joking, but he really did. He was really serious about that. And uh, was definitely dedicated and to making the marriage work and doing whatever we needed to do necessary. Um, we did have two other children um, during our, our marriage. So we have three children and um, he was just a really good hard worker. Everybody loved Chamberlain. He was a guy who could mm-hmm. talk to, you know, the, the young man on the corner and then he could talk to the president of the United States and don't see them any different. Oh, wow. You know, he would say, you know, we're all servants to God. We all put our pants on the same way. The only person he mm-hmm. got excited for was Johnny Crocker when he met him. He loved Johnny Crocker. Oh, wow. But that's the only guy that he ever, and if he probably would have met Barack, he probably would have been just excited. But um, he yes. felt that we were all the same. He felt that our purpose on this earth was to serve others. And if we did that, that we would reach our ultimate goal, and then Christ would be pleased with us. And he was a mm-hmm. giver, and he really stood by that. Um, amazing husband, amazing father. We would have prayer time in the house, and my kids would say, "Mommy, we praying too long," because we were praying the circle, and their hands and arms be hurting, and he didn't care. And I would look at them like, "You better not move your head, Daddy. Go have a fit if you stop praying in the circle." <laughs> so we had some amazing memories and things that I know that yeah. you know will be with them, and that just taught them about family and life and love and. Um, hard work. He was a hard worker and what it looked like, what a leader looked like in a household. He definitely did that. And um, Mm. so during the, before he passed, he was working a few jobs to provide for the family. It was close during the holiday season. And um, I was kind of worried because I didn't hear from him. I talked to him maybe two hours before I went to bed. I said, he come home too late. I'm going to bed. So um, I didn't hear from him. I talked to him on the phone. I said, Hey, honey, I love you. You know, I appreciate what you're doing for the family. I know it's, you know, you want to be home and I'll see you when you get home. So I, I had a, a policeman knock at my door a couple of hours later and they informed me there was a car accident. Well, in my mind, I just thought he was hurt. So I said, well, what hospital mm-hmm. he's in? Let's just go, you know, and they said he didn't make it. So mm-hmm. once it sucked in, I looked to the officers and said, I don't know if you're married or not. Or if you have any issues with your spouse or your husband, but get it right. Because you don't want the knock that I got at the door. And you don't realize what a major asset, a major man that we just lost that's going to hurt more than these people in this household. So I knew the impact Mm. that it would make from the loss. And it was a major impact of dealing with that Mm. loss. But I wanted to make sure that I let the officers know to cherish your spouse. Even, Mm. Even in that moment of shock. Um, I didn't want that on anybody else. So I went through times of not knowing what to do, what to say, how I'm going to go on without, you know, my husband, my best friend, mm-hmm. how I'm going to raise my children, all the memories of he won't be there for their graduation, for the wedding, for our first grandchild, all of those things came. And I said, God, what do you want me to do? So I went into a surrender mode. Okay, God, you must have a plan. You took my best friend. And you took my mom on Christmas as well. So the two most mm-hmm. important people in my life are gone. What am I going to do? And that's how we birth storm survivors to help mm-hmm. other widows and women who mm-hmm. have gone through life tragedies and realize if I can make it, then you can make it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. He, he sounded like he was a phenomenal man. Um, he really was. He really yes, was. Yes, yes. And, and really I, was. yeah. And, and it's, it's powerful that, like you said, at that moment when the officers are telling you this tragic news, you still, um, you know, had the desire to pour into them and say, yes. you know, cherish yes. your spouse. Um, exactly. And, and so, and that's a testament of, of the love that, you know, you and Chamberlain had and what he poured into you um, for yes. you to be able to pour that out to them. So that, that was we, very powerful. Yeah. We definitely had a foundation. Um, mm-hmm. And I know people say, on, you know, on God, on Christ, we really did. So it was kind of, I was kind of prepared for it. So I knew what he wanted for the funeral. I We we talked about all these things. So mm-hmm. I do encourage any married couples who are listening, don't be afraid to talk about death. Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk about that because it might happen. What's going to happen? Don't be afraid to lay out all those things. If you get money, what to do with the money, get a lawyer, get an attorney, do these things, pay the church, all these things we talked about. So when it happened, I didn't have to figure out what to do. We already talked about it. So don't be afraid to do that with your spouse and your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 great yeah. advice. Yeah, because yeah. we do kind of shy away from yeah. those discussions because we're like, no, I don't yeah. want to. You're gonna be with me forever. Yeah, right. And, exactly. And, and and you have to be realistic. Yeah, and um and so I know, like you said, you all had a of faith. Yeah. Um. And so, how did your church and your Christian friends? How did they um come and and support you during that time? They were very supportive. Um. Soon, soon after what happens, my pastor was at the house. Some of the deacons from the church were there, um, to support us. Um. I do want to say, three years prior to Chamberlain got really sick and was in the hospital for about two and a half, three mm-hmm. weeks. And the church was very supportive. I did not leave his side. I washed in the shower in the bathroom and all those things, you know. Um, <laughs> right. So I felt I was given a gift because God gave me three more years with him. Because I prayed and mm. I prayed, okay, God, I'm not ready to be a widow right now because he could have died during surgery. And I said, Lord, just give me some more time with him. And he gave me three more years. So I'm grateful for that. Um, the Trinity, as mm. I like to say, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that he gave me those yes. three years as a gift. So um, mm. let's not take each other for granted um, in that moment. So, of course, he passed three years later, but I was grateful for the time that I did have with him. And the church was very supportive. They were there. Um, of course, most of the time in the beginning, what most people are there when it first happened, um, a lot of people mm-hmm. were there. And then after the funeral, that's when people started to dwindle away. Um, yes. The support really wasn't as prominent as it was in the beginning. And I think people feel mm-hmm. like, you're okay, she's strong enough. She's good now. We don't have to check on her or so forth and so on. I did have some people, but of course, not as many as the beginning. Mm-hmm. And being honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like you go home and nobody's there. Nobody's there. When, you know, they were there, you know, all through. It's kind of like after the funeral. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, well, we, we got her through the funeral. She all right now. Right. Right. But as you said, no, you're, you're not all right. That's when you really, you, really need, you know, need that continual exactly. support. Is that, mm-hmm. It was a poem, a poem exactly. that I wrote in my book, and this went from um, 3,000 to 3 to 1. And it was about, he had over 3,000 people there, I know. And then um, the three father, you know, father, son, Holy Spirit, and just me. So it was like all these people were there. You feel mm. all the love. And then I went back home the day after the funeral. It, I was by myself with my kids. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And nobody's there. Mm-hmm. So my daughter, praise God, 
um, really helped me up, mm-hmm. really supported me. Mommy, it's okay. She slept with me, all of those things. Um, she was very young at that time, 12 or 13. And she really was my support system um, during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah our, our children are stronger than we think, they you know, and sometimes they, they, they support us in ways uh-huh. that we could never imagine. Like, I'm the mom, I'm supposed to be supporting that's you, right. but sometimes they are the, they're the safety net that we need. So that's awesome. That's right. um, and, and so that kind of taps into, um, what I was going to ask about kind of the do's and the don'ts when we're supporting a, you know, a grieving spouse. Um, As we just mentioned, everybody's there in the beginning and then you're left alone. So one thing we want people to understand is don't forget, don't forget about your friends that have lost someone, Uh, you know, check on them every now and then, you know, you know, make sure that they're okay. Um, But then we know sometimes people say things and they may be (laughs) well-intentioned, <laughs> but they saying stuff and it's really not the right time exactly. or the right thing to say. Exactly. So, <laughs> so can you on. can you educate uh yes, yeah, can I you will. educate our listeners yes. on some of those things that they shouldn't do? Yes. Okay, Sherry, just hold on. Okay, you ready? Okay, here we go. These are some things okay, that I'm ready. Me something I would like to share. Somebody said to me, um, you're not depressed now, but you will de- be depressed later. And I'm like, why would you say that to me? What? Girl, yes. Because she was a widow. So that was her experience. So for oh, widows, okay. widows out there, if you guys have had bad experiences or you're still going through a grieving process, encourage that younger widow. Not to say that she won't have mm-hmm. that times of those moments. We all have those moments. I'm almost eight years in and I still have moments. But don't mm-hmm. put your experience of negativity on, on a new widow do not do that mm. you know um because at that point i was really in a good place i didn't pray it out i shouted out i wasn't so when i talked to her on the phone i guess she thought i would sound different than what i sounded but she still was grieving her husband maybe 10 20 years later you get what i'm saying well um be careful not to do that i was also said well at least you could buy a house now <laughs> what oh my yes. god oh my god people yes. People, yes, at least you could buy a house now because we they knew that we were trying to purchase a home. Somebody else said, you know, I know you're excited to be getting this insurance money. Yes, the insurance agent. Mm. So, um, <laughs> um, no. How about you giving my spouse back? I, I'd rather right. have him than like, the money. Things, Come on, people. Don't mean anything. You know, I love my husband. We had a great marriage. Was it perfect? No. But I would trade all these trips that I took, all the jewelry that I bought, all the stuff that I purchased um, from losing him in a heartbeat to get him back. One thing you do not say is, I know how you feel. I had a, a sorority mm-hmm. sister who, would, who went through a divorce. She was very depressed after her divorce. So she thought she could relate pain to pain. Pain is pain. I get it. But I had to tell her, you could still see him, even if you don't want to see him. You can still hear his voice, even if you don't want to hear his voice. I don't have that option. So please don't insult mm-hmm. me and say you understand how I feel. Another thing, mm-hmm. even if you lost your mom, we I've lost my mom too. The death of my mom mm-hmm. and the death of my spouse are two different types of love, two different types of relationships. Yep. Do not relate death to death. Even if it's just mm-hmm. a spouse, you might have lost your spouse. You might couldn't stand Jimmy. <laughs> I love you know what I'm saying I love my little chunky husband you know what I'm saying he was fine girl right <laughs> Jimmy might have been knocking you upside the head and you might say well you know I, I lost my husband too but you feel a different mm-hmm. way 
Do you get what I'm saying? Right. You did not lose what mm-hmm. I lost. So let's be careful with I know how you feel. It's insulting mm-hmm. to widows. That's the worst thing you can say. Oh, you can, okay. say, I, you, you okay. can say, I can't imagine how you feel. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I never want to feel that. You know, you can say those type of things, but you cannot say, I know how you feel because you don't. Mm. So don't do that. Another thing to do, um, not to say, or, or I guess to do is kind of rush us out into the world. I know you try to want us mm. to kind of get help and do some things. Girl, let's go. I let you need to be doing it. We'll let you know when we're ready. Of course, if we stay too far down, it's okay. Let let, let I'm gonna come over and watch a movie with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna come and clean the house with you and let, so the kids can kind of get out your hair. I'm gonna take the kids to the park for you. You know, um, don't say if you need anything, let me know. Do not say that. That is because if we call mm. you and you're not there. We really needed you at that time. And then sometimes mm. we won't ask. And if you're our close friend, if you're like my sister girlfriend, you know, you could come over and take the kids or you can come over and just do it. Here, girl, I bought some groceries. I know you didn't ask, but it's okay. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So those type of right. things. Um, I'm trying to think what else people said to me that was just, oh my gosh. Those are the things, you know, I think those are the things, the top yeah. things that what people were said. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then that, like you said, that top one, I know how you feel. Yes. Because people do, they try to compare. And and I think it's like, it's well intended intention because they think, oh, I want to connect with you in some way and tell you that I understand, but you don't understand. So don't say that. Right. (laughs) Don't, don't say that. And I got a bonus one for you. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Be strong. Don't oh, don't Lord. say that because <laughs> every we've heard be strong from the first fifty people at the funeral. Now we have the people mm. be strong. I don't want to be strong. I want to cry. I want to get on the floor mm-hmm. and have a, I want to have a tantrum. Allow that person. You could you be that one person to say you don't have to be strong. Be mm. that one person to say that. I used to cry in front of my children. I want them to grieve too. If I was mm-hmm. in the grocery store and I, and a tear came, I would stop. I would really be if I if I wanted to. I was praising God because I was able to do things I could not do, but I was still hurting because how I was able to do them. Mm-hmm. You see, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So that be strong yeah. thing, you don't have to be strong, honey. If you want to shout it out, if you want to write it out, dance it out, scream it out, you are allowed to do that. Because of what you just mm-hmm. experienced, so give her that permission. Be that one person that says that to her. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's really good, listeners. I hope you all are hearing what she's saying. Yes. Um. Yes. Give Give that person that space to grieve. Yes. Don't Don't say that. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that big one, like when the one you said before that, um, if you need anything, let me know. Ooh. I think that's just like a. Uh, I don't know. It's an automatic thing because I had to kind of rip, kind of reprogram myself not to say that because it's just something you think you're supposed to say. Right. Well, if you need something, let me know. Well, if I really need something, I might not know what I need. Right. So just do right. what you're gonna do. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Is that just just drop the groceries off? Just you know, just and I'm saying groceries. Just we don't want to do anything. Yeah. Our, our minds are someplace else. We don't to clean up and to do those type of things might seem small to you, but it's big to us. You know, taking the kids mm. out for an hour is a big thing. 
take them out not now but you know before then take them out just take them off our hands for a minute let me just take a hot bath and cry mm-hmm. in my tub and get drink my glass of wine or whatever let me just do me right. a good book by myself and have that time for just mm-hmm. for me so we need that during those times especially yeah. the early times we need that yeah yeah that's good that's good well thank you for sharing those no problem. those don'ts with us we're gonna we're gonna keep please, those in mind listeners do, right <laughs> I know. And so, you know, here, you know, of course, we're always talking about, you know, we're the church and, and how the church is responding to different things. And so we we focus a lot on marriage right. in the church. Yeah. Um, we have our marriage ministries. Um, I just had Beth Ruffin on talking about um, a couple of weeks ago, talking about singles and there's a lack of singles ministries in some places. But I've never really heard of a ministry specific for widows. Um, or even for widowers right. um, in the church. Do you believe that those are necessary and what should they look like? Uh, they're very necessary. And you want somebody relatability, relatable to what you've gone through, even though it's not the same, but oh, I can relate. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone to um, counseling and therapy from the beginning. Like I was in therapy, probably me and my children, family therapy, probably like the third weekend. Um, I believe mm-hmm. in therapy. I think it's important to be able to have someone to talk to and to guide you through this entire process. But that was where I could I was talking to other widows and widowers through those groups that I was in. But it's so important to have that foundation of at, at the church as well. That's when you worship. That's when mm-hmm. you're free to be yourself and um, you're you're in that vulnerable place. So it should be there where you could um, talk to other people. Like I said, that can relate to you. And it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not existing at all. Um, but I think yeah. it's very important. It's, it's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's separate than just being single. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not the same. It's, it's, it's not definitely the same. not the same. No. And do you think it's necessary to have something specific to widows and then something separate for widowers? No. Um, because they kind of go through something different or you feel like all together? All together all together okay. yeah, I think all together um because that might be the only guy that you're comfortable talking to it's it's mm-hmm. difficult to talk to men after you've been married for so long and you have to get back out there and not just saying just for a conversation not just saying dating but it's so uncomfortable right so you might feel a little mm-hmm. comfort I have a widower friend who I've been with that I met in that group and we're still friends you know eight mm-hmm. years later but I felt comfortable talking to him because I felt right. he could relate a little bit better to me in that situation Mm -hmm. so I think they should be together and then we can have separate you know events and so forth and so on but I think it should be together Mm -hmm. like it's okay you know just to talk and just like woosah a little bit kind of breathe a little bit without feeling pressured because you know what I've been through right yeah yeah right exactly exactly so yeah yeah, that's good. That's good. So yeah, so we definitely need to be trying to facilitate as a church having those ministries, um, you know, for widows and widowers very so that they important. can, yes. you know, yes. yeah, have that connection. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. So when I say to you, a widower, you know, a widow, um, you know, I felt my husband's spirit or he came and talked to me last night. You might be like, she crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the widow, my widow like, sister, my like what she she's, too, right my widow sister you know me I too like, same thing but i i can't share that with everybody because they won't understand right 
but that person would understand that exact comment. You know, if I if I put a post uh-huh. on here, my widow sisters say we know exactly what you mean. That's us. So some things that I put out uh-huh. on Facebook, it's just targeted just for us. You know, because we right. understand that. You know, when I'm saying, hey, I'm dating, and people say, well, you just you you know you lost a husband two months ago. You act back. I'm dating. Well, to death do us part. And I'm I'm grateful to say right. we never stepped out of our marriage. We were faithful our entire marriage, entire relationship. Mm-hmm. So once he's gone, I honored my vows. He's I could date whoever I want to date. That people put a time limit yes. on things. So I was yes. gonna say, yeah, definitely expound expound yes. on that a little bit for us. Like people try to limit the time yes. that you should grieve. Like it should be six months or yeah, a year right. or two years yes. before you yes. date someone else. Yes. I was told, yeah, I was told a year. Um, I know one with her, mm-hmm. um, she got remarried, ooh, like 20 years later. She said, don't wait as long as I waited. Another widow mm-hmm. uh, told me she waited 10 years. She didn't want anybody around her children. She was so paranoid about men mm-hmm. around her children that she didn't date to 10 years later. She said, don't do that. But I was told, mm-hmm. you should wait a year, six months. I said, listen, I'm grown. I'm like really grown. So if I want to date <laughs> the week after, I can do that. You know, um, I can do what I please because I honored my vows. And mm. um, like I said, I never stepped out of my marriage and neither did he. We we took our marriage very serious. So, you right. know, I think people on the outside need to leave us alone when it comes to that. Just leave us alone. Mm. Don't don't be so judgmental because you probably been dating somebody for 20 years and you still ain't married. So don't <laughs> don't look at us, you know. That part. Days. That part. <laughs> because we're dating, you know, and I'm, you know, but seriously, we and I, we feel judged um, on the outside, mm. you know, that people look at us mm. like it should be a certain a certain way. When I came back to church, um, I was still dressing the way I did when I was married. I'm I'm still me. Mm. I'm still outgoing. I like bright colors and big hair and makeup and lipstick. You want me to wear black every day? Like, what do you want me to do? So I felt mm-hmm. I was judged. I felt I was, you know, um, people looked at me different because they wanted me to look a certain way. They wanted me to worship yeah. a certain way. And I just was like, I'm not yeah. doing that. Hey. I'm not going to be able to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. judging us, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's 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 good because that's yeah. actually tapping into about the misconceptions about widows, yes. and I think um, that yes. that's really good that you said that because it is this expectation like okay, you're a widow now, so now you gotta look sad every time we see you, and you exactly. gotta wear black every time we see you, and you can't you know smile too much or laugh too much or you know live your life. But as you said, you know you were. Sharice when you were married and you're Sharice now after you know he's gone so you're still the same person um so yeah it's found a little bit more and 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 kind of talk to our listeners about any more misconceptions that you want them to know about widows and Um, and how to um, negate those right we don't want your husbands like we don't we okay you know (laughs) I know right I was gonna say especially young especially a young widow I think especially a younger widow they're like clutch my pearls oh she looking for she looking at my husband no we don't want you and I did have I went through that one situation in my old church and um Mm. I was calling I was calling the deacon for my husband he had a a ministry for boys and I called Mm -hmm. him but I mistakenly called his wife or something like that. And he kind of went off on me. And I said, I don't want you. Yeah. I don't want you. I don't, I wasn't calling to be disrespectful to your household at all. I was calling about my son because he has, I'm single. He needs, you know, male guidance, you know, your ministry that you're supposed to be helping boys. 
and you think I'm trying to flirt with you? So I was very upset about that. Oh, so, um, yeah. That's another misconception that we're single and we're, we're on the prowl. We're going to take your husbands. That's not, no. We don't want, no. You, you can have, you can have, no. say Jimmy. You can have Jimmy. We good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't want Jimmy. Oh, Lord. We don't want Jimmy. <laughs> And but they will flirt. And some people that they the married, they they will flirt with you. You're you're free. You're open. So you so our widows have to be careful with that, not to fall prey mm-hmm. to to being lonely and to being sad, mm-hmm. and you fall into those traps. Well, he's showing me attention, right. or even though I know he's married, he's got money, or whatever the case may be. So to my widows out there, let's kind of be careful with that because it can be enticing. It can mm-hmm. be well, somebody's showing me attention. You know, I miss that. I miss that companionship. So I had to be careful mm. with that as well. Definitely be careful mm. with that. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Yes. That is so good. Yes. So we, we don't want Jimmy. We don't want Jimmy. You can have Jimmy Earl. Jimmy Earl can stay right there with you, ma'am. Y'all been married 40 years. We don't want Jimmy, okay? Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yes, yes, but that, but and yes. and that was also good advice for the widows, cause, yes. you know, to be mindful and be to mindful. be careful with that, yes. because I, because you know, I could only imagine, you know, that vulnerability yes. that comes with that, and you, and you miss that companionship with your husband, and now, you know, it's easy, um, you know, for someone to try to take advantage of that, and that's dirty if someone were but to try do. to do that, they but do. people, do, people it. do it, people do it, they set up traps for you. We know how the enemy works, you know. So that's one of his mm-hmm. goals is to get up off, off our game and get us out of our mind to be not focused on him. So that's one of the traps. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, you want to see somebody, you know, even though he's married, you know, it's okay. You know, he don't care or whatever. Um, so we have to be mm-hmm. careful with those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sharice. I mean, you dropped some great information with us yes. today. You told us about those don'ts. Y'all, I hope y'all listen to those don'ts. <laughs> she told y'all about those misconceptions. Yes, she told us, look, our ministry leaders, y'all need to be coming up with something for the widows exactly. and the widowers. Don't leave them yes. out. So you shared a lot of great information with us today. Um, so if you could just leave us with any, you know, closing, yes. those final thoughts yes. that you want to leave with our listeners and also let people know how they can connect with you because I know they'll want to follow yes. up with you afterwards. So let's just do that first. Sharice Branch, C-H-E-R-I-S-S-E-B-R-A-N-C-H on Facebook. I do have my company, mm-hmm. Personal Touch by Sharice Accessories. Personal Touch by Sharice. And my nonprofit is Storm Survivors. And all of those are on Facebook. Um, also, my book, Finding Peace in a Journey. You can reach out to me on any of those avenues and I can send those personally signed to you. The books are $10. Um, also, mm-hmm. we have, I've just launched my new business, um, my accessory biz- business for jewelry. So please check that out, sharicebranch.com. And I do, I want to leave um, for our people out there who have families that are going through this, just be patient with them, love on them. Even if they say they're okay, they might not be okay. Don't be overbearing, but let them know that you're there for them. You know, um, I had a dear friend who was there for me the first couple of months. I called her every day crying and she was there until I was not crying. So you might be that friend Mm -hmm. that's there for that person, but you would want somebody to be there for you. So make sure you go over the Mm -hmm. do's and don'ts like we said earlier 
um, in the in the comments um, earlier. And for my widow sisters, I love you guys so much. We are survivors. This is nothing that we asked for <laughs> to be in. This is a sisterhood that we didn't ask for, but we're here. And let you know that I am here for you if you want to reach out to me. Um, I'm able to talk to you and maybe guide you in other ways. Do not be afraid to get counseling. It's not a stigma on you at all. Um, it will definitely help you for yourself and for your family. And if you receive a blessing, spend the blessing, enjoy your life. This is the only life we have to live. Put a smile on your face any way you can that's going to bring you joy. Know that God loves you. I love you and you are a survivor. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sharice, for you those beautiful welcome. words of encouragement. Welcome. Thank you for yes. being here on We Are The Church um, today. Listeners, I know you were blessed by this conversation. Make sure that yes. you connect with our guests and yes. we will chat with you next week. Thank you so much for your presence and your listening ear for today's episode of We Are The Church with Sherry Jones. I hope that it was a blessing to you. Please make sure that you check out our show notes for more information about today's guests and how to connect with them. And also how to follow We Are The Church with Sherry Jones on social media. I would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. Also, any suggestions that you have for topics or guests. Send me an email at wearethechurchpodcast at gmail.com. You all take care, be blessed, be safe, and remember, the church is not a building, we are the church.